chairing the committee staff are responsible for meeting and unmeeting committee members. Use the raise hand feature and both be recognized to speak. Ask questions or request a roll call vote. During any roll call, all panelists will be unmuted briefly. Staff will raise hand when you ask a question. Chair will do the best to call in committee members in the order in which hands are raised. Lowering your hand will take you out of the queue. Members of the public are registered to speak. We do not have any members right now registered to speak. Let me confirm that that's still the case. There are no registered as of right now. Um, those are our uh, intro introductions and directions for the meeting. I'll turn it back over to Dean to chair the meeting. All right. Uh, is there any public comment? And Chuck, because I can't see you, you're going to have to chime in. Nope, can't raise your hand because we can't see you. But other than that, if you have anything, please chime in. Is there any public comment from anyone? There is not, Dean. And just as a, a, a formality, but an important one, uh, just to take a quick attendance that it looks like uh, Mr. Brasser, you're here. Mr. Schmucky, yeah. you're here as well. Here. Uh, Ms. Ramirez? Here. Ms. Caruzzi? Here. Mr. Hicklin? Here. All right, we do have a quorum. Thank you. All right. Um, approval of minutes of the last meeting from, from a couple weeks ago. Is there a motion? I moved. I saw you. I heard move, and Chris, was that a second? Yeah, I'll second it. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? Motion carries. And Danny said no public comment, no registrants. That is correct. Let me refresh one more time to make sure. Uh, correct, we do not have any registrants. All right. From the members, are there any disclosures or recusals? Hearing none, we go on to the new business. And the first item is Legistar number 61841, the 2020 annual gift report. Very good. Um, we all should have the information that uh, was sent out by staff in advance. There is a uh, cover memo that details uh, sort of where the city is at in our uh, overall TIF portfolio. Uh, the highlights are um, we have seen reasonable growth in most of, in really all of our districts. Uh, the city is still in compliance with the 12% test as, as uh, set forth in the TIF statute. Uh, we are at 4.34% of our total equalized value within TIF districts. Last year it was at 3.58. Our districts have grown a little bit faster than the city as a whole. Uh, this was due really to large increases in kids 36, which is uh, the capital gateway in East Wash, 37 being the corners, uh, TIB 42, which is the Windsor Triangle between Fish Hatchery Road, South Park Street, and Windsor Creek, and TIB 46, which is the University Research Park uh, uh, district that saw substantial uh, growth. Um, that's uh, sort of the, the big overall picture. Uh, you can see all of the audits and values and increments that are out there that are attached to the annual report, and we can go through those if you'd like or answer questions as well. Uh, additionally, the city is anticipating closing uh, three districts within the next year or so. That would be TIB 25, TIB 35, and TIB 38. Uh, TIB 25 is along the West Wilson Street corridor, covers uh, the Central Square project and some other things in there. TIB 35 around Todd Drive and the Beltline, into the Arbor Gate project and Landmark Oaks uh, down there. And then TIB 38. Uh, if you recall, is our South Park Street SID that runs from roughly Windbrook Creek down to the intersection of Badger Road and South Park Street. That district uh, never really took off. It was created just as the recession of 2000, the last recession hit. Um, and we have now uh, put forth a plan, and I believe everything will be paid off either this year or next year. I don't know specifically the timing yet. Uh, I would look to Dave Schneider here if you want to get specifics about that. Uh, but that will be paid off, and then it will uh, close once all of its debts are recovered through donating an increment from TID 35 and TID 41. Uh, additionally, 
Normally, we would give you a hard, co hard copy of our TIP booklet that would have maps of everything in there along with our TID metric. Uh, obviously, we're not distributing hard copies of anything right now, uh, but if you do have questions regarding our uh, TIP metric, we do have that available uh, for review as well. So otherwise, I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm sure Joe and Dave would uh, similarly be available to answer any questions. Other questions? Dan, I have just, I have just a couple. And I'm, I'm looking at that um, the spreadsheet that essentially accumulates all of the, the uh, past and current districts on one sheet. Yep, um, I, I can share that if you'd like. No, well, I just I, I have it there. Just a couple questions related to that, and, and actually, Dave, you might. I mean, maybe you can answer this as, as well. There's a line on here that that talks about active districts. Can you explain what active districts are as opposed to all of the districts? And it's, it's just below the total for all all of the combined districts. Uh, that question is this is not my spreadsheet so i think this is either dan or joe to answer the question oh, okay sure. uh, yeah, just a moment here let me yes uh, i believe what is uh, what's being calculated there is the so in the spreadsheet you can see there's a total of all the equalized value uh, either of districts as of their closure date so tid one closed on uh, in 1984 and its equalized value at closing was 13 million um, there's a, a section in it that gives you a sum total of all districts either at their closure date or at their current date as they sit. So TIG 25, 29, that's those districts that are still open are total there. And that comes out to $5.2 million. Now, obviously, those districts that have closed, their value has most likely continued to increase since they were closed originally. But it's just a, it's a way of sort of tagging how much uh, incremental value could be uh, attributed to TIDs over time. So the, the active number is just those districts that are currently open. So it does, that obviously excludes kids 1 through 24, 26 to 28, 33, 34, 40, and 43. So all of those districts are taken out of that, and it's just the 2.3 million, and then the 1.3 include, it's just the incremental value and the total, the total equalized value that you and see. And then that, in that same line, if you slide over to the right to the mm -hmm. increment, the, the increment in all of the currently open districts is 1.4 billion. Just below that, there's this $300 million Figure. That's that. I just. What, I don't understand what that would mean. Uh, bear with me one moment. That is a spreadsheet error. That's what that is. Um, that is. There is a. Uh, there's a cell error that is referring to the wrong cell. It goes back to the 2019 value instead of 2020 value. So if that is an error that we will need to correct. Okay. Okay. Um, obviously, we're well below the 12 percent limit. There's also the idea of opening another new district in the future. So I'm going to call it the town of Madison, even though it's not in the town, it's in the city. Does that, or will that opening of that district have any substantial impact on our 12%? It will have some impacts, but I don't know that we could give you a specific number or even an estimate, given that obviously if we create a new district that takes in town properties, that would potentially raise the amount of increment or the amount of value in districts. But the flip side of that is that by taking in the entire town, um, we will see a jump in our overall assessed value. And we would, I don't, in fact, I'm sure we can say that we would not tiff the entire former town of Madison. Uh, that would be potentially substantial parts. Joe, go ahead. Yeah, I think it would take, I think it would take a value along the lines of the old um, Bassett T28, you know, when it had uh, 550 parcels and, you know, $500 million of value. I don't think we have anything near that here. Um, and it, part of it depends on 
um, in any case. Uh, one idea that we had is whether or not we include um, the uh, Alliance Energy Center in that TID or not, and right now that's kind of up in the air, so we're not quite sure. Um, assuming that that isn't included, it would be mostly the area that currently encompasses TID 38, which will be closed. Okay, and, yeah, so it becomes a replacement almost. Yeah, yeah, got it. yeah. so it's not that you see 38's numbers, it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of that, you know, assuming we add on a lot of the town property. And that's not going to bump the needle very much at all. Yeah, well, that's small, small potatoes. Okay. Um, any other questions related to the uh, annual report? I know everyone's read all 200 and some pages of the audit, so you probably got all your questions answered there anyhow. Seeing none, I just have one other question, Dan, you had mentioned in your cover letter, you talked about the TID metric. Yes. And that you were going to explain or talk about that a little bit. Uh, we can do that if you would like to. And and I, you had re you mentioned it at the last meeting and said you'd be talking about it later. Is it something you would intend to present at a later time or? We have we have finished it up uh, just late last week actually. And so if you are inclined, we can share with you what that looks like right now. I can just I would share a screen and then uh, answer questions as as you see fit. Uh, if that would be amenable to to the board. Personally, I'm I'm curious in seeing it, but not necessarily at this meeting. I mean, you could you could forward that information at a later date for me. I'd be happy. Just I'm curious to see what you're what you're looking at. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about it too. So I'd be interested in seeing it. I mean, if it if you want a little more time, I don't think you have to be right now, but at some point it'd be great. Okay. All right. Any other any other questions about the uh, this item on the agenda? Hearing none. Uh, no action is required. I don't I think just a motion to to accept the report. Okay. So can I have a motion to accept the report? So moved. Is there a second? The move is seconded. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed nay. Motion carries. Um, Next item on the agenda is 61749, resolution approving TID amendment to the project plan for TID 39. Is there a motion? Chris, I think I, Sorry. Yeah, I, I was saying, I moved, but I didn't put you. Sylvia. thank you. Um, any discussion? This, of course, is an item we talked about last, you know, a couple weeks ago, I guess, two weeks ago. Hearing no discussion on the motion, is there any objection to reporting a, a unanimous I vote? Hearing none, that's a unanimous I vote. Item 61750, resolution approving the TIP amendment for the project plan for TIP 42. Is there a motion? So moved, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Seconded by Sylvia. Thank you, Sylvia. Second moved and seconded. Again, any discussion? Hearing none. Is there any objection to reporting a unanimous I vote? Hearing none. It's a unanimous I vote. Next item is 61751, resolution approving the use of the half mile rule for 1042. Is there a motion? I think you need trade, yeah. <laughs>
I'll second it. <laughs> Any discussion? All of, uh, is there any objection to recording? Hearing none. Vote is so recorded. Then the last item of business, 617. Resolution approving the use of the half mile rule for 1039. will be recorded. That brings us at Thanks a lot, Dean. I appreciate it. Thank you, Christine. Um, that's, we're all good. Um, thank, you, just, thank you, guys. Yeah, we're, we're all set to go.